You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. Sam and Steve here to talk about minor league baseball, I mean the New York Yankees. How are we doing, Sam? It's been a few weeks, and I have—I could have never have guessed that this month has gone as bad as it has gone for the New York Yankees. I'm going to try to put my thoughts as best. The as silence, the, the three-second silence, I think, said it best. <laughs> That's really it. We talked the night of August 1st. They lost the first two games to the Rays, and... It's been a it's been a five and thirteen month overall. We knew this episode was almost certainly going to come. We acknowledged it the last time we talked, Steve. Um, but the Yankees won that final game against the Rays, and and they split against the Astros, albeit they had an opportunity to sweep uh, or not sweep to to win that series. Yeah. They, they went three or four after we talked, and I was like, oh, maybe we're going to have a fun August. But holy cow, has it been the whatever word in the dictionary is furthest away from fun, especially for me, attending the worst loss of the Yankee season. I blame you, Sam. I blame it And all. Sunday in Miami. They, they win Friday, then Alcantara shuts him down Saturday, and then whatever the fuck I witnessed Sunday. Um, and then no, I didn't think we were going to analyze like game by game tonight, but just like looking in the last week or so, they have the worst loss of this season in Miami. And I, but they've had that like four times. They've had the worst loss of the season. It was like the Colorado then it was out in the, the angels. And they've had three or four worst losses of the season since the all-star break. I think the worst. I think clear cut. It's it's Miami. Oh, no, I agree. Up. Somehow they keep topping themselves in in in, in how bad it's been. It's, so it's uh, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. We could be up eleven nothing and lose, and then that could be uh, could be even better. But yeah, no, I agree and, that that Miami one. I mean, as you can tell, with the next six games, just took the took the wind out of the sails of that that clubhouse. Then they go face baseball's best team, and the Braves are great. The offense is awesome. It reminds me of that Yankees lineup in, in 2009 where the lowest OPS was Melky Cabrera at 7.52. That would probably rank third on the Yankees without looking right now. I don't remember the last time I saw the New York Yankees get outclassed in a series like that. All the credit in the world to the Braves. Yeah, they're good. Awesome team. World Series favorites right now, but holy shit, I do not remember a Yankee series like that where they didn't compete in the first two games and then, you know, they drop one in the third, they get swept. It's over. It is it, over. The results of these games do not matter anymore. They are eight back, nine, nine back nine. in the lost column for a playoff spot. Um, and by the time we post this, they're going to be nine and a half back from a wild card. It's 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 impossible. There's the the Mariners hold it. They've won seven in a row now. Um, they're going to be uh, up right up on the Blue Jays and the Red Sox and the Angels. And then you get to the Yankees. It, it it is insane. Like you said, the Yankees have lost eight in a row, and the Mariners, who hold that third wild card spot, have won seven in a row. There's just seven games the Mariners have gained on the Yankees this week. It's insane. It, it's absolutely. Insane. Um, yeah, we, like you said, we don't need to go game by game. It's been a disaster to watch. Kudos to those who have been watching. Um, I turn it on for an inning, and then we're lose, We're down three nothing. So then I figure let's go hang with the fam for a little bit here and there. But it was your tweet on Friday summed it up perfectly. You said how many Yankees games are over in the first inning this season? It's a fucking joke. There are too many times where I'm not even done with bath time, and I check the score. I'm like, well, don't have to turn the game on. It's insane. It is so disheartening. Bath time's at 7.05. The game started at 7.05. How is it possible that the game's over before bath time ends? <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, but like I touched on the Braves. Uh, I don't know if you like, – when Boone was on was on talking Yanks and with other – he was just gushing over that roster. And he's like, look at these young kids that got it all. Matt Olsen's having an unbelievable season. And then it's just kind of 
shows the mistakes the Yankees have made uh, over the past several years. Not to go like one by one on them, but like Matt Olson, I don't know if he was on part of my take. He was saying that he had no idea the Braves were even an option for him. For him and his agent, they were talking about the Yankees and the Dodgers. They were like, oh, we'll probably end up in New York or L.A. Didn't realize that the Braves would be an option. Things happen with Freddie Freeman and he replaces him there. But like, to me, that just hurt more of being like, damn, like Matt Olson in his mind had the Yankees as his top two teams that he was going to come to. And obviously the Yankees were Rizzo and, we, you know, at the time we liked the deal and whatnot. But it just kind of shows that the Yankees could have had a stud like Matt Olson. Behind the cat, behind the plate uh, is Sean Murphy, another trade candidate that the Yankees didn't really go after. Um, so while we envy the the young kids, obviously, you know, Acuna and, and their squad that they have there um, in Atlanta, there's two guys that were just sitting with the athletics waiting to be picked on that the Yankees didn't go for. And I think that kind of shows that where we are as, as an organization of, of what happened. You know, they, they held on to their prospects, and we're going to talk about them going with the, the Baby Bombers 2.0. Uh, at the end of the episode here, but it's the moves that they didn't make led, you know, the moves they did make that led to the moves they didn't make. Um, and then it leads to your manager gushing over other teams. And when's the last time the Yankees gushed over a team? Like, like you saw Boone do with, with the Braves. Braves are awesome. But it, it just kind of was uh, weird to see uh, someone with the Yankee kind of logo on being like, yeah, that team's, that team's good. And, you know, we're kind of jealous of how good that team is. Well, we now have our mark. The Yankees want to be like the Braves. Boone wants to be like the Braves. I'm sure Cashman has, you know, they, they've talked about that roster here. So we'll, we'll, it'll take years to figure out that they think they could do it. But we got our asses handed to us in Atlanta. And it, it's it's our, our only our own fault. Amazing offense. They, they do so, so many things well. But you made a good point. When's the last time, if any time, we've heard the Yankees gush over another team and – When's the last time they've been totally outclassed in a series? I mean, those games, the first two, were not even competitive. And they come home and get swept and effectively end their season this past weekend against the Red Sox. And we have six or seven weeks of baseball left to be played. It's There's a lot of games. Like you, like you're, you look at the schedule, there's a lot more games than, than I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for six games to be called as – Call it a season, and let's focus on football. But there are a lot of games left on this schedule that that we're going to have to suffer through as the Yankees fight for 500. That's the main point of conversation here. I brought it up last episode about should is the fo- the focus was obviously on playoffs at the time and sneaking in. Now it's about finishing over 500. That that's the big question now. This it's going to be that and the kids. And the, the kids' movement here as um, Everson Pereira is get called up. And so um, – I can't just blank on his name. Oswaldo Peraza, finally. You're blanking on the name of one of our best prospects. Um, is finally going to get to play every day here. It's going to be crazy. I think – I don't know if you listened to uh, Ken Rosenthal on his little video podcast, Foul Territory, uh, today. But he kind of talked about the, the Yankee organization as a little bit. And he, he – he Cashman's not going anywhere. We could yell, scream. You could have your fire Cashman day that I know some people on Twitter are trying to to organize for September. Brian Cashman's here to stay. He now let's just see if the if what kind of season he's looking forward to in the off season of what he's going to put together for this team, what changes he's going to make, um, and then if we're just sticking with, with you know coaching, I think we'll make some coaching staff. I said I don't think Boone survives this losing streak. I think he'll be here all year, but I thought Boone was going to make it until next year as long as they didn't fall completely on their faces and they've lost eight straight. I'd say their face is in the mud right now. It's going to be interesting what Cashman does with Boone. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on him? Because right now with the youth movement, I'd say Boone is fighting for, for his job the, the next you know 35 games here. And if fans want him gone, unfortunately, I think that means that we need to see these kids struggle. Which I – will not be cheering for. I no. want the kids to play really well, and I want the Yankees to finish with a winning record. They have but, not had a And you're record. cool with that if that saves Boone's job for 2024. Yes. Aaron Boone really isn't the issue with this team. It's Brian Cashman and his um, inability to address some needs. Left field is, is one of them. Um, and then... There, there's other spots all over the diamond. Bringing Josh Donaldson back for another year, 
inexcusable. And then when you look at it as a whole, just some players are not performing. I don't think any manager would have more wins with this Yankees team. For a while, honestly, I was surprised that they were staying above 500 for, you know, in that late June, July stretch. I know they haven't won a series uh, since the end of June, but looking at this team right now and looking at the product they are putting out, I'm surprised it, it's not worse than four games uh, under 500. I mean, some of these players, the cleanup hitter yesterday, AAA, uh, to start the season, a veteran, uh, Jake Bowers. And then, then you go down the lineup to the seven hitter, Billy McKinney, same thing. So those are guys that are playing every day right now, and they were not even on the major league roster to start the season. These aren't prospects or anything. These are veteran guys who have bounced around. So if you have those two guys in your lineup um, that really are not everyday players, and then you have a team full of guys not hitting, Judge right. and Torres really are the only threats, it's not a surprise that they're – um, where they're at right now, yeah. So, and I think that's going to be Boone's best case is be like, hey, let's let's let you know Everson play every day, let's let Peraza play every day, and let's say the Yankees, you know, finish at five hundred, whatever. The, the, the next six weeks, they they're four games above five hundred. Boone can sit there and just stare at Brian Cashman and be like, hey, look, if you gave me an everyday left fielder and you gave me an everyday third baseman that wasn't Josh Donaldson, I probably could have got this team to the playoffs. And Cashman just has to look back at him and be like, "Yeah, you, you're probably right." And that—that's—that's that's his best case of for you know fighting for for his job next year. He's got one year left on his contract that pays, I think, like two and a half million dollars. Um, we know the Yankees are pretty cheap to be to begin with, with even with their their payroll here. Um, you know, so Boone's got something to play for here. Obviously, these kids have something to play for to prove that they want to be around next year. So, like the Yankees, we want them to be successful the next six weeks. I, I think they will be and. People are like, oh, you know, this is the Yankees waving the white flag that they've given up. And I think Brandon Cuddy even had like they're they're still gonna fight in you know every day. Like this, these moves that they've made here makes the team better. Like these are the moves that should have been made two three months ago. Like you said, you know, Bowers got a little hot streak, whatever. Same with McKinney for a week, but like you when you go your everyday left fielders are your Bowers, McKinney, Frenchy Cordero, Willie Calhoun, and you you can't blame you can't blame the manager. Uh, I think the last kind of point on Boone that I thought found very interesting was also from that that same Ken Rosenthal video was people around the league say that the manager's biggest effect a manager can have outside of like the clubhouse morale and things like that is the bullpen. Bullpen decisions are one of the biggest you know factors that that can win or lose managers' games, and we all get furious with the way that that Boone handles the the bullpen. But looking at it from kind of a bird's eye view. Yankees have one of the best bullpens in baseball with guys that are mostly no-name guys. You have to attribute that a little bit to Aaron Boone is what he was saying. He goes, look, if if that's Boone's maybe best quality is the day-to-day bullpen decisions that, that we hate but, but around the league like. So he's saying like kind of – it was an interesting point of saying that, you know, if you're going to keep Boone if – if, if the bullpen was bad, it would be a big indicator that Boone is going to go. But the fact that the, the bullpen is really good – Around the league, that is is a big, big plus for for Aaron Boone, which I found interesting because because we always bitch about how he uses the bullpen. But from a day to day, game by game perspective inside Major League Baseball, those bullpen stats are important. So Boone can sit there and be like, "Hey, I've got some of the best bullpen stats based on this ragtag group of guys that that you found. Now I have these young kids coming up that I've been begging for a left fielder for two years. Josh Donaldson's no longer going to be on our roster here. Fill some holes and." Let's run it back in my final year of, his, of my contract. And while I, I think the Yankees need to win games the next few weeks here, there's a path where I see that happening. And it's going to fucking piss everybody off. But that's, think, my, that's my Aaron Boone consensus today on the off day when I'm kind of looking at this Yankee organization. Also, it's, it would be a huge injustice if Aaron Boone went and not Brian Cashman. I mean, They're, they're tied together at this point. I agree with that. It would be a, if one of them goes – both of them. Have the cash was not gone. They, we've, it's, that's confirmed. Like, he's not gone. So, uh, I would not fire Boone and 
keep. I'm fine if they do. Like, would, I would, I, I look. I, I like Boone and uh, whatever. But like, if he's gone by the time we post this tomorrow, zero complaints. But I'm just kind of thinking as a realist and trying to put the pieces together of what the, this organization is thinking. I, I think it's if they win some games in, in September, Boone has an argument to to, to stay. He think he's going to think he has an argument to stay, and Cashman, you know, being the one that hired him, might agree with him. Gut feeling right now, it's October first. The Yankees fly back from Kansas City. Is Aaron Boone the manager in two thousand twenty four? I have to say no right now because I lost eight fucking games in a row, and I've never seen that in my life. But if they win five games next week, then I'll probably back to yes. But it, it, I, they haven't won a game since in two weekends. That that's hard. it's hard to do. It, it really has been since the Friday of the Miami series, and we were going to come on before Labor Day, but uh, I, I texted Steve yesterday, and I, and I just said, "Look, I mean, did this Red Sox sweep is really it right now? I mean, that that was just a, a fatal, I mean, fatal blow." Sam is perfect. Greg Allen hits a ball six inches off the top of the wall in the ninth inning, in the in the eighth inning. Isaiah Connor Falefa somehow gets called out on a play where he got called safe and probably was safe. The universe needed the Yankees to get swept. Um, so maybe in the long run, looking back on this, we'll say this eight-game losing streak was one of the best things to happen to this organization. At, but right now, can't agree with that. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with, with Boone going into, into next year. The, um, but I think the results of the next 35 games are, are going to be important for, for his future with the Yankees. Even though I think as of right now, no one wants to see him put on a Yankee uniform ever again. It's his sixth season managing the Yankees, which is, which is wild to think about. It seems like the Girardi days were forever ago. I don't know if that means – I mean, it's been a long time. So I just think it would be a huge, huge injustice to keep Cashman and fire Boone. And they're keeping Cashman. That's, that's basically already confirmed. So – it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, the only reason I'll be looking to tune in the games in, the, in these next 30 or so, 35 left, is to see Everson Pereira and Oswald Peraza and to, to see Cole push for a Cy Young, I guess. But the, the kids coming up and Dominguez also going to AAA is Huge. something to watch. That at least will keep us interested here yeah big time i mean look at this is we you know you can look at the 2016 season you know with gary sanchez you know, and then back when you know aaron judge came up and you know tyler austin and that, that youth movement was, was was fun it was you know something the yankees haven't seen in forever um it's not fun to have to do that again five years six years later but it, it's clearly needed it's clearly needed i'm excited to see peraza you know, he, he, he was only at 50 at-bats this year in Major League Baseball, which was very limited. He got on, absolutely on fire in AAA, um, but then kind of cooled down and has been working on his swing a little bit there. So I'm excited to see him get some playing time. I'm assuming he's going to be at third base every day. I'm going to be very intrigued to see if he gets how many second base starts he gets because <clears throat> that, that could mean a lot to what Glaber Torres' future is like with the Yankees. Um, so that that'll be fun, and and same with Everson. You know, seeing him every day in left field uh, is going to be great. Like we we've listed off all the names of players that have been out in left field. You know, you know, Kiner Fleff has played there, I think, the most. You know, obviously you've had you know Billy McKinney, the the disappointment of of Oswaldo Cabrera. Like if we're going to do this youth mo- movement here, like I kind of want to see him play a little bit more too the next month or so to see what we've really got going going on. If is he's going to be a, a bench piece. Moving forward for the Yankees, or, or is it time for her to you know to kind of get rid of him and, and move on there? So there's a lot of moving pieces, and then finally, I think in September we're going to see Austin Wells at catcher. There, it seems like the the holdup here is you know not wanting to carry three catchers for the next few weeks, which is fine. Austin Wells only has a few games, you know, uh, you know in a. He's got thirty. I think he's got around 35, 30, 35 games in AAA, and he's been tearing it up. He had seven RBIs. On, on Sunday, but if that has to wait 10 days for him to come up in September, that, that's fine too. But I mean, that's a guy. If he could produce in September, him and Jose Trevino as our, our catching duo next year and that lefty power that we so desperately have been missing, it would be awesome. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, these next 10 days are going to be about Peraza and Everson, 
But you know, give me a give me a September of of Austin Wells because I think that's a huge, huge, huge piece for the Yankees uh, looking at twenty twenty four. The catching position has really lacked power since Gary Sanchez took a nosedive several years ago, and like you said. The Yankees have really gone away from that left-handed power bat, which is pretty mind-boggling to me when you look at this, you know, teetering these last several years. Rizzo, great addition. Um, since we last talked, he went on the IL with, with the concussion. That's a whole other Oprah show. You hope he I ever have, plays again. You can't guarantee on that. Like, concussions are weird. I have no clue. We saw what happened with Clint Frazier um, a number yeah. of years ago. Um, it's been a season full of bizarre situations. You have the Jimmy Cordero, uh, you have the Anthony Rizzo, and not to get off topic here, but this is just kind of something that we're just really looking at the, you know, demise and just everything that's going on. It's a huge shock to both of us. But how about Domingo Herman? What, what well? a year! What, what a year! <laughs> just in general, like it's insane. When you look back on it, you're like, yeah, this team is in shambles. And that could go back to maybe, you know, what's going on, but, you know, Boone being your leader. But Domingo Herman is, you can do a 30 for 30 on this guy's career, and he's a completely mediocre, low level baseball player. With a perfect game. Yeah. He led to Major League Baseball in wins like four years ago. He had 18 wins. He, he could have easily gotten 20 wins. Like, he, and he's just a guy like a four and a half ERA in his career. And he's just. The, the history of him and and who knows he could be back he I don't think he'll be back with the Yankees but you know just another 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 thing to, to what a what a weird year it's been I kind of went through it um, a week ago like there's I'd say at least 10 to 12 40 man spots open for the Yankees like this is this has the opportunity to be a huge roster turnover while we understand that the names that everyday names might change there's still gonna be Aaron judge. John Carlos Stanton, Anthony Volpe, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, they're, they're, they're going to be back. They're going to be back and playing, and they're going to be in the lineup every day. But to turn over, I don't know. It just seems like turning over, it could possibly turn over 15 40-man roster spots. I think that's got to be one of the highest for the Yankees in, in a decade. That, that's a serious amount of players you know, at the end of the year. Um, and for the Yankees to succeed, they're going to need those players in that middle of that 40-man to be successful because – the roster's too top-heavy with big contracts that haven't produced. And so we're going to need those low, cheap guys to, to, to do what they do. And, and one of the guys up there, po- positive note on the year, um, it had some struggles, but I think we can say the Yankees made the right decision in making Anthony Volpe their, their everyday shortstop on opening day. Great season from him. Str- really struggled at, at times, but he's got a chance to play 162 games. He's going to finish, hopefully, with a 2020 season, home runs and stolen bases. He's gotten that average up to 217. Um, so just great signs out of him. A couple, couple bonehead plays, rookie mistakes at shortstop. But I think, it's, I think it's clear his defense holds up enough that he's going to stay there for foreseeable future and, and only grow on, the, on this year moving forward. Definitely a big positive. Uh, Chicken parm, man. Pop. Chicken parm. Uh, Austin Wells, shout out to him again. Um, they, their they, celebration, whenever Austin Wells comes up, their celebration when one of them hits a home run better involves some sort of chicken parm. I would love to see that. Nothing Give me a more. chicken parm chain in 2024 and the Yankees win the World Series. <laughs> but I love what I'm seeing out of, out of Volpe. That home run against the Red Sox was a rocket out to right field. I saw him hit one in Miami when it was there Sunday. and then he Oh, hit those were bombs. Yeah, absolutely. Those those were legit bombs. Those were, I think, you know, four hundred five, four ten in Miami. Those ones he hit. Just really, really good to see. The, the average on base percentage isn't there, but I've said it a billion times this year. Aaron Boone said he wanted him to develop in the majors, and there's definitely been development. There's he's not an all star right away. He's not going to be rookie of the year, but there's been development, and. For a 22-year-old, I mean, he was 21 when he was brought up opening day. There's been great signs of progress this year, despite what the box score says. I mean, he's a 3.3 war player. I mean, that's pretty decent for for a rookie. For shortstop, you know how it's important is, you know, war values that shortstop position a a ton too. Um, And it's said that the turnaround that he's had this this year for him has – not coincided with the, the Yankees winning. In, on June 11th, the Yankees lost um, in extra innings 
to the Red Sox, and he was batting 186 on the year. I, that's that's terrible. With the 260 um, on base percentage, there was talks of what are we doing here? You got to flip him in Peraza. Like the Yankees need to figure it out. Well, in that those 57 games since, he's he's had eight home runs, 24 RBIs, batting 255 on base percentage of 333, taking 24 walks, um, and only six stolen bases here. But you see that you're like, hey, look at this rookie shortstop just did the past two months of baseball for the Yankees. And you'd assume that led to a team success. They're they're 22 and 35 in those games. They're under 13 games under 500 since Volpe turned it around, which sucks. You can't blame him. It's it's not his fault at all. He's done what he's needed to do as a rookie. um, And he's just got to continue this into into next season because 2020 seasons are rare for rookies. But for me, that needs to be the, the floor for him. I'll say my only... You know, critique of this past two months for him it has been the stolen bases. That first through two weeks of the baseball season, when he was like nine for nine, I thought he could steal fifty bases. I've seen I've seen Ronald Cunha is doing out there. This guy's got to be running more. That's my my critique of Volpe moving forward is he's got to have forty stolen bases a year. Take the chances, get on base. Too many times I've seen him get on base, um, and you've got you know Kyle Higashioka up at bat or anybody. You know, he's been batting towards the bottom of the order. Be on second base. In case one of these low-level players gets a hit, you got to be on second base. And too many times he's just been the inning ends and he's still standing on first base. Only critique of what's been, I think, a, a pretty strong rookie season. I agree with you. I thought he could steal 50 after what we saw him do those first couple weeks. But Second inning of the opening day, he, started, he stole a base with the big, quickest I've ever seen. <laughs> so I think that's it. Twenty. He's only got 20 stolen bases. Like That seems super low. And look, in the end, we're focusing on him. He's got to get better on his hitting. He's got to take, you know, his walks are, are seeing 20 walks in these past 57 games, real nice. He's seeing the ball a lot better. If he can have a 333 on base percentage and, and play a good shortstop for the Yankees, he's going to be here for the next decade. And everybody is obviously cheering for that. I mean, a New Jersey kid, a local kid, one of the best stories in all of baseball this season. Um, cheering for him it, it, it's like i said fairy tale career it would be kind of like jeter 2.0 if you gotta win guy, you gotta win that that's the thing if he could bring a couple of world series jeter's rookie year came with the title full base is coming with missing the playoffs it's a difference i think i can't you can't blame him for it like i said he's played really well the past two months when the yankees have sucked but uh it, it's something that he'll never be able to say like you know I thought he had a chance to win Rookie of the Year. That's obviously not happening either. But, like, still, good rookie year. Excited for it. Look, Continue to look forward to it. Let's see how he plays with his buddies uh, the, the next six weeks here. But get, get those three more home runs and get that 2020 club as a rookie because that, that's kind of as rarefied air for, for, for baseball. What else do we do? How long you let and Judge play? This is something I was thinking about today during my lunch break. Sammy lunches. So I just picture you. Hmm. <laughs> Eat my public sandwich. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure. It's an interesting dilemma here. I, I think I was thinking maybe he'll be shut down the last two weeks of the season. I think he's got at least 20 games left in him, minimum. So yeah, it's, a, it's about it's yeah. about if it had yet shut down. If it's Aaron Judge, if it's up to him, and if Aaron Boone is is playing for his his career here, you might be seeing Aaron Judge playing right field the last game of the year when the Yankees are 15 games out of a playoff spot, which. I'm not going to love knowing he's got eight years left on that contract, but Aaron Judge is going to want to be out there. Aaron Boone's going to want him out there. So uh, I'm curious to see what the plan is for for Judge and that that big toe. It's definitely still bothering him a a little bit. I mean, he's been in and out, you know, playing DH. It was one of the series, you know, getting rest days. He's he's still getting rest days. Um, They've kind of tapered off a little bit, but – I'm thinking the end of September. Um, I, the two weeks left to go in the season, maybe you won't see him again. I think there's a better chance they shut down John Carlos Stanton with a fake injury than, than Aaron Judge, and then just make Judge the permanent DH. Like that, that to me kind of makes sense. Let Judge get out there, collect some stats. He easily can could hit six more home runs and, and get 30 home runs on the year. Um, you know, and have that you know good momentum for him because look, the, when it all comes down to it, Aaron Judge is the most important player for the New York Yankees. And he showed that this year by running through a wall in, in Dodger stadium and, and ending the Yankees season there. 
So I'm very curious to see. I threw it out there on Twitter and some people were making fun of me for it. Aaron Judge has a small outside chance at 500 home runs these next six weeks. Maybe we looked at look back and you know in in the year 2030, this could be the difference between 485 and 500 home runs. You mentioned it with Stanton too. Yeah, I know, I know it's been Stanton already has 396. Yeah, Stanton wants is going to want 400 this year, and if he gets to 400 this year, he's got five years to hit 25 to hit 100 home runs. Four, four more years left on his Yankees contract. There's a club option for 2028 for 25 million that's going to get declined. Yeah. Um, okay. So that puts him up to like he needs 23 a year. Yeah. 20, if he if he got to 400 this year, yeah, he'd need to. I could see him averaging 25 home runs a year easily, even if he. I mean, right now entering play on Tuesday, he's got 18 in, in 74 games. If he plays 100 games, if he plays 90 games, you have 20 home runs. So you said he needs four? He needs four to get 400. 400. If he and gets then, four in the next two weeks, they shut him down and he ends with four, 400. And then like, I, think it, I don't think the players themselves are thinking about it. But they kind of are, right? Like I feel like they – I don't know. We're not athletes to figure out the, the mentality here. But like if you're healthy and you're John Carlos Stan, you want to be out there and playing because at the end of the day, teams are going to look at you for, for two things. Titles which he still doesn't have, obviously, and, and the round numbers. If he's never going to get a title, which I hope he does in the Yankee uniform, he needs, he's going to want 500 home runs. And these games could be important. And like Aaron Judge has a long way to go there, too. But it, it, it could be really important. For two guys that are injured often, we don't see 500 home runs often. I, I think it's they – they are not looking forward to it, but I am. Like, I'll be thinking about it if, in, in 10 years if, if, if Aaron Judge is at 475 home runs. I will be too, honestly. Um, I can't remember about the titles, but it just came across know, my mind. We don't see 500 a lot anymore. Um, it, 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 it takes a lot. Um, so, you know, Stanton came up as a 20-year-old in 2010. This is his 14th season. Uh, and then Judge has a very, very more outside chance. I mean, the, the age was working against yeah. Judge there. But if he stays healthy, I mean, look, wait, it's two healthy seasons. He averages 55 home runs. Like, just saying, like, there, there, there is a – if he stay, like, he's got 24 and 70 games this year, uh, if he doesn't run into that stupid wall, he's probably got 40 home runs this year. So, like, it's, he's, got, he's proven that he's a perennial 40 home run hitter if he could avoid dumb injuries. So, well, like I said, it's, we'll see what, see what happens five to ten years from now, but – uh, both of them, I think, are going to fight the Yankees to, to stay in the lineup um, and hopefully hit some dingers. I think they will, too. And, I mean, hey, they're, they're still they're still competing, like you said. The guys aren't really thinking about this. The, the guys are in the locker room want to make the playoffs. They, you know, they know it's a pipe dream, but they're, they're going to be playing to win games and doing whatever they can. That's what the athletes say. I mean, look, I think, I think a lot, when I think of NFL, like you can go into like, the NFL start in a few weeks. Like we know there's teams that are terrible. Same with baseball. Like, how do you suit up for the Pirates and, and for the A's every game? Because you go out there and you have to earn a paycheck. You have to go and, you know, prove that you are a top-level athlete here. So while we're like live or die for the playoffs, these games are super important to everybody on that roster, even if the Yankees are out of the playoffs. So, like I said, they're going to fight, and it's going to be sound stupid, and Boone's going to have these stupid comments of, you know, we're in it till we're not, and even when we're not, we're going to play hard type thing. But, like, that's, that's literally what, that's what every – athlete in the world does you're right and, and 35 games left there's you know the guys you mentioned it on twitter there's plenty of guys on the yankees playing for the next contract ikf bader severino middleton there's guys that are fighting for their livelihoods out there i mean look at severino he's a guy yeah. that probably won't sign a major league contract Next year, he'll, he'll get invited to spring training on, you know, a minor's deal with somebody. That's it, likely not going to be with the Yankees. But these these guys still have a month plus left to to earn their paycheck and to set themselves up for the future. And we'll we'll see how that how that goes. <laughs> still, uh, the, the it's still uh, like we said, you know, the, for the last few episodes, the Yankees really did not take advantage of a soft spot in their schedule. And, and now the schedule is pretty daunting. 
thing. But it doesn't so, matter, really. But yeah, the, the the rest of the way. But in terms of getting to five hundred, I mean, yeah, you know, a, a road trips at Tampa, Houston, Toronto, Boston. Bo- Boston is bid. It's seven to one or eight to one in the season eight series. One. Eight one. Eight one. Nestor Cortez said we don't really think about them. I mean, they're getting their asses kicked by the Red Sox. Uh, I just there's a lot of challenges left. I'm not sure if they're going to get to five. I, I don't think they're going to finish 500 or better. That's tough. That would suck. That, I mean, look, missing the playoffs, it doesn't matter if you're 10 games under or 50 games under. If you miss the playoffs, you suck. So we'll have to see. You mentioned Severino and the pitching staff. That That's, look, I have a thousand tweets out there saying this could be one of the best pitching staffs we've seen in a long time. Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Carlos uh, Rodon, Luis Severino. What a disaster that has been. Uh, so another key guy we have to focus on is, is tonight's starter, and, and Carlos Rodon. Yeah, miserable season in his first year in pinstripes. Um, let's see how far they let him pitch. Let's see, you know, if, if you're him, it's pretty obvious that he's going to want to go out there and he didn't want to go on the IL to begin with right here. He, he wants to prove, I think, to himself and to Yankee fans that he can get healthy and get ready for next year because that was the goal. The goal was, hey, we didn't go get the bats, but we have the, the staff to, to win a one nothing game. In, in Cole, Severino, Cole, Cortez, Rodon, and our bullpen. We can win the 2-1 games. We can win the 3-1 games. While the Yankees are 25th in ERA, and if you take out Garrett Cole, they have a 5.41 ERA with their starting pitching staff. That's horrible. Clark Schmidt's been a great positive, too. If you want to, talk, if you want to be a little Stevie positive here, my boy Clark showed up this year. Give him credit. Um, but sadly, Clark Schmidt being your number two starter is a, is a recipe for disaster given everything that you've seen from Rodon and Severino. Nestor Cortez, he's still fighting to try and make some starts to end the year here, but I'm going to assume he's shut down. Um, kind of what becomes of him. The past two years have been amazing, but rotator cuff, that, that's what started the downfall for Severino. So I'm really nervous about Cortez's career. When you look at the whole rotation, it's so concerning. You have Severino, who we all wanted out of the rotation. I mean, he couldn't make a start, but there's there's no bodies to replace him. They tried the opener with him. That didn't fucking work. Um, Cortez goes back on the IL. Radon goes on the IL. And then Domingo Herman can't drink alcohol in moderation, and that it starts to become a, an even bigger issue. Um, and it's really just been... Such a shit show, and I, I don't really know what what's going on in that clubhouse between you know you know forget Cordero for a second, but the Yankees with Rizzo and, and the concussion that was traced back to Memorial Day that we and all saw that yeah they tell Radon or, or excuse me they tell Herman to go in a sauna to sweat out the alcohol. I mean, it works, man. I do it. I was in a sauna this weekend. Love it. When he showed up belligerently drunk. uh, And they're saying that's like one of the worst things you can do. I don't know. I've never gotten belligerently drunk and then gone into a sauna. Um, But I I do know alcohol consumption in a a hot tub is bad. So I can only imagine what it is in a sauna. So (laughs) I'm not really sure between the Rizzo situation and that. Um what's really going on because the the Yankees for the Rizzo situation have taken some heat and I think rightfully so. It's going to be interesting. I mean, look, you said they're going to throw out Severino, it seems like, for the rest of the year no matter what. So, whatever. I want to see more of Randy Vasquez. He's only got 22 innings so far. Um, He's looked pretty good. He's held his own. Um, you know, for the, for the most part, I, he needs to be starting every fifth day for me to see if this is an option, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, he, he pitched against Atlanta. He was the only guy that it was only three innings, but let's give this, give him some, some leeway here. He's let's stretch him out a little bit. He, he pitched good earlier in June when he had to make a couple spot starts. He should be starting every fifth day without question and, and start stretching him out a little bit. And then, um, I don't know if you read about, you know, Michael King wants to be stretched out. He wants to be a starter next year. So we'll, I think the Yankees need to focus their offseason on left field, third base, catcher, maybe second base, if depending on what they do with Glaber, or center field, depending on what they do with Harrison Bader. So there's so many options in the, in the lineup and on the field here. It seems like we might be a status quo kind of for the pitching staff. So, you know, that puts us at Cole, Schmidt, 
Rodon and Nestor as health question marks. And then you have an open fifth spot here, um, which could be someone like like Randy Vasquez. Like, that's fine. But I need to see him be pitching. Give him five straight starts here to end the year and see what happens. Uh, Johnny Brito is sixth in this year in innings pitched for the Yankees. Came out looking pretty good, but, you know, showing that he's gotten some hits. You know, it hasn't been jaw-dropping at all. But, you know, possibility to get him some more innings to see what his future is like for the Yankees. So the, the, the rotation is going to be super interesting um, just because the Yankees haven't chosen to address both in years past. This year it was basically, hey, we're going to sign Benintendi or someone else or Carlos Rodon. Benintendi's agents kind of said that too. Like, hey, once they signed Carlos, they, they, they hung up on us. So it's one or the other. So this, it seems like this year, this offseason is going to be the lineup which means that we're kind of going status quo with the rotation, which is nervous considering it's one of the worst rotations in baseball. It's just so many things that have gone wrong. And I'm not really surprised when you see who they're trotting out there every day. Um, Severino's regression in the rotation is arguably the, the biggest story in the when it comes to that unit 7. this year. 7.980 ERA. I, I just... He starts all the games that are over in the first inning. It feels like oh, oh a meatball. It, every every second third batter is just a nice spicy meatball down the middle. Can you believe when it was it was that Orioles game? We we touched base. We, we talked after that, but it was seven batters. First seven batters of the game, all seven scored. Yeah, like, I, bet, when, I bet I bet under hits. What, when is the last <laughs> time we've seen shit like this? It, n- never, never. Insane. Um. Steve, what's the thing you were looking forward to um, the most to, you know, kind of close out this season? Um, you know, we, we talked about we, we might not be back until season's end j- just because it, it's these these games don't matter anymore. The, the, the games, I mean, unless the Yankees go 17 of 20, they win 17 of 20 games or some ridiculous yeah. – Stuff like that. They've got 38. We keep saying 35, but they have 38 games officially left. Like they have to win. They have to go 30 and eight, I think. So like that's not <laughs> happening. Which is but, not happening. But that that's it. So I know we talked a lot about the kids, and that might be your your option here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna go with Garrett Cole. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. He's a psycho. Uh, we love him. He's our ace. If the Yankees once the Yankees are mathematically out of it. Like, what is his mentality going to be chasing this Cy Young? Rough, rough start versus the Red Sox here. That gets his uh, his season ERA over three for the first time. I, you know, can he keep that? Can he get that ERA back down to under three and win a Cy Young? That is, you know, Garrett Cole's on the mound. It's always fun to watch a pitcher dominate, except when they're an opposing player and they're dominating the Yankees lineup. Uh, I want to see Garrett Cole win the Cy Young. Like, that's cool. We haven't had that. In a long-ass time. Roger Clemens, 2001, I believe, is the last time the Yankees had a Cy Young winner. You know, they've had closes, you know, with, you know, um, C.C. Sabathia came close. Mike Vecina came close a few times. Um, but but Garrett Cole winning a Cy Young is cool. It's big news, and it's crazy that it's going to be in a year that the Yankees have a wasted season. So I'm looking most forward to seeing that. Um, it's also crazy. I don't know if I've been following this long because I, I bet it. But this is Garrett Cole's like worst strikeout year in like five, six years. And that's interesting to me that that could be the year that he wins in Cy Young. He's got 170 strikeouts in 160 innings. Um, compared that to the past few years, it, it's severely low. He had 275 strikeouts in 200 innings last year. Year before that, 243 strikeouts in 181 innings. So like, it's possible he might not even get to 200 strikeouts. Which is is will be his first time since 2017 in the first full season, you know, not counting COVID, that that he didn't have 200 strikeouts. But at the same time, it's one of his most dominating seasons. I think he should have, you know, he was him and Verlander went back and forth for the Cy Young in 2019, and he came in second. But that was also in a, in a year where the Houston was going for a championship. So at 10 and four, 3.03 ERA, 26 starts. You know, if the Yankees are out of it in that final week, we kind of joked about Judge. And if he's playing that, you know, his final two weeks here is like, does Garrett Cole demand that he starts like the final game of the year to solidify his Cy Young? Do the Yankees let him get that start? Does he already have the Cy Young locked up? You know, um, he's still the favorite right now. 
So it could be over and done with by then, but it'll be interesting to see like where Garrett Cole is the final few weeks of the year um, as he tries to go for this the hardware. Very interesting push, I think. Like you said, we have not had a Cy Young Award winner in a long, long time. I mean, not not in my lifetime. So it, it's I'm, I'm excited to see. It, it's going to be pushing. Um, I saw Garrett Cole pitch in Miami, and if you're going to go to a game this for the rest of the season – I know there's this weird freak out on Yankees Twitter about people attending games. I, I saw you, um, what you going at him yeah. too. The, I mean, I mean, such idiots. I, I mean, if I get legend seats to a game, I'm not turning down legend seats. I don't. I don't care. Sixty percent um, of the stadium is season ticket holders. <laughs> it's <laughs> you're gonna just throw buddy away, but whatever. It's it's so so dumb, but. I saw Cole pitch that Sunday in Miami. Obviously a terrible loss, but he Cole looked, looked really well. To see him pitch in person for the first time, uh, whether it be with the Pirates, Astros, or Yankees, definitely go out and see Garrett Cole pitch if you have not already. It is a treat to watch him, and it's hopefully going to be a Cy Young season. So. Yeah, it's going to be a Cy Young season, and it's a season that he's uh, going to make some more money because he's going to opt out of his contract, and then the Yankees are going to block that, and that's going to get him another a, a tenth year at 36 mil, I think, locked in. So um, it's a big year for Garrett Cole. It doesn't end, come with a, a title, but big, big year for Cole. Um, what about you? What, anything else you're looking forward to as we wrap this up? The kids, Oswald Peraza, to be specific. We've heard about him. He's been up and down. He's going to play almost every day. That's that's what I'm most looking forward to, seeing Oswald Peraza and, and how he, he plays, you know, 35 games left. I want him playing 30 or 32. Yeah. And I'm excited to see him defensively. He's a wizard. I've seen the – you know, every once in a while, you know, you, you catch some of these AAA highlights. He's a wizard defensively. Um, you know, if you're keeping Volpe at short, which it seems is fine, and, you know, if you say you're keeping – Glaber right now. That means he's going to be out of position at third base. Um, his range is awesome, so that could help Volpe's range, which is a little bit down. But overall, I think the long-term solution is that he plays second base. I'm not sure how often we see that with Glaber Torres having a pretty strong year here, but th- that's a fun double play combo that I, I wouldn't want, mind seeing a few of those uh, those guys turn some double plays in September. Yeah, and, and DJ LeMahieu has been nothing special this season. Um, you know the, that regression continues. I want Peraza getting at bats over him. That that's something I'm looking forward to. But Steve, we've never been in this position before. This is uh, our seventh season doing this, and um, we don't have to worry about a funeral episode in uh in October. It's it's <laughs> it's it's gotten to the point where it's my anger. I got a little angry watching the Red Sox game, it's just because Harrison Bader got a stupid hit. But <laughs> um, it's just like. I thought about this a lot when the Giants were terrible for for so long in the, the Gettleman era. Anger is is fine when you like you, you expect your team to get win, but when you just don't care anymore, that is so much worse than being angry with your team. And I've never had that for the Yankees, and it's it's kind of gotten to that that point of it of like, whatever, who cares, move on. I want to be angry. I want to be screaming at the TV. I want to be pumped up if there's you know runners in scoring position. Uh, it just hasn't happened this year. And that that's that's way worse than, than being angry. I I agree. It, it's like my my emotions are like out like I expect them to suck. I'm not going to get pissed off when they lose a game like they did on Sunday. I, I mean I mean it, it was it was already over. I mean yeah, it, it was frustrating, but I'm not I'm not going to be upset. Like it, it is what it is at this point. Um but and I'm going to watch the lose it today. You're going to have Peraza in the lineup. You're going to have Everson in the lineup. You're going to have Volpe in the lineup. That's cool. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. try and watch a lot of that game. When, wrapping up here, when do you think the Yankees' losing streak will end? They have three against the Nationals. Um, the Nationals are playing good baseball. They've got some young players. They started really bad, but I just... They, yeah, those Soto guys are starting to come up. Yeah, and then uh, they have a guy, Joey Manessis, in, in the lineup. They have won their last three series. They swept the A's, beat the Red Sox 2-3, and took 2-3 from the Phillies. Yeah, that's scary because that means we can get swept. Um, so 
I want to say they win tonight with Carlos Rodon on the mound, but that's I'm still a stupid Yankee fan that thinks we can win every game. Uh, obviously, we, we cannot, but I'm going to go. They win tonight, Tuesday. Yankees, Nationals, take the win. <laughs> the Yankees, what do you think the line is? Yankee, what do you think the Yankees are favored? What do you think the uh, the line for the Yankees money line is? Minus one eighteen. This is this is why Vegas sucks. Minus one ninety. You're kidding. The Yankees have lost eight in a row, and Vegas is basically putting them at two to one favorites. <laughs> uh, I that's that's remarkable, Tom. Uh, um, right. I'm going to say the Yankees win Tuesday as well, and uh, they take two of three. They lose the Severino game. Um, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> Yeah, that that'll be that'll be over in the first inning. Um, cool. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they I think they'll take two or three from the Nationals, and then they get swept at the uh, at the Rays or, or lose that series. Not that the results of the game matter, but nah, Sam, they're gonna uh, sweep the Rays and then lose four in a row to Detroit. <laughs> That's so, what's uh, I just, I just, I mean, do not have this as a situation where you sleepwalk it and let this get to eleven going into Tampa. Like, do like, I do not yeah. have that. Situation. If it gets to that, like, then then, then you got to just cut Boone. But whatever, not going to get to that. Who cares? Sam, it's still always fun talking to you. It's Yankees baseball, no matter what the record says. It, it's I still like it. I still like it. it kid youth movement two The baby bombers one was a failure. They're, they can't blame all the, the kids for, for that, you know. Um, the, but the youth movement failed. It's time for the second one. Let's, let's see what happens. The kids are coming up. Kids are going to be playing. It's fun. And then you mentioned also, too, the Martians in AAA. This, this could be a huge youth movement for the Yankees moving forward in, in, in Major League Baseball. And, you know, we could be seeing this time next year, we could be seeing three or four, maybe four players in the starting lineup under the age of 24. So that could be cool. If you want to watch, that's what you watch for. Watch Garrett Cole try and win a Cy Young and watch these kids who are in their early 20s playing for the New York Yankees. Um, that's got to be a cool moment for these guys. Excited for Everson Perea to get have his have his, uh, his major league debut. I'm excited to probably learn that I've been saying his name wrong the entire time. And uh, we'll, we'll figure it out from there. And don't make fun of people for going. Don't harass people for going to games. That's weird fucking behavior. Um <laughs> Well, I'll put that out there. Sam, the most disappointing part is that we are not chatting every week like we used to, giving out playoff predictions, giving out you know the down the stretch stats. Um, so we'll talk. We'll talk at least once at the end of the year. We'll see maybe if these kids turn it on and have some fun. Maybe we do a little uh, mid September recap uh, of, of youth movement 2.0. But always a pleasure, always fun, and uh, thank you all for listening. Because if look, if you're you're watching Yankees baseball, then you're taking the time out to watch. To listen to us this season, kudos, kudos to you. Appreciate all of our listeners, Steve. Uh, I'll talk to you very soon. Sounds good. As always, go Yanks.